Rabbi a good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kedush. Parsha Shoftim, Tovshin Peibes. Erev Shabbos Kedush, Zion Elul. We're holding in the first week of Elul, and the Shabbos Kedush that's coming up upon us carries with it a message and messages to give us chizik for the new month of Elul. This month of Elul, as we're all aware, uh, Elul stands for Anila Daidi Vidaydi Li. I saw it brought down, a, you know, everyone says over the famous word that the wrestlers, they are f- fond of using a different way of explaining Elul. They say, Ani Leuman Veishti Lechamoti. I am to Uman and my wife is to my mother in law. And uh, we don't know what's going to be this year in Uman. The Israeli government has said that it's dangerous. The Ukrainian government has said it's dangerous to go there. There's a war going on there. And uh, we need a kayach of Elul, of Anila Daidi Vidaidi Li, in order for us to be able to um, be able to have the chizuk which we need and to see the Gavaldika hashpa that the Rabban Shem has in store for us. We were Zaycha this week that uh, all the yeshivas have returned and in our own little base medrash, we, we've had an additional new Talmidim that have come in in Ateris Yaakov. We're very, very thankful. We see the great Cheshik, the great Ratzon the boys are having. And I myself gave a shmooze yesterday. We moved to a new base medrash, a new shul, which is a uh, very, very spacious, a lot more room, and we're enjoying the new the new place, and uh, we hope that we'll have Siyat HaDashmaya. We also have a, a great, great Simcha coming up this Shabbos, sharing it with everybody. We have a Ufruf of our grandson, Yonah, the son of Reb Dovber, our oldest, uh, his oldest, and Yonah's getting married, Mitz Hashem, in a week, and this Shabbos will be the Shabbos Ufras, a Simcha Gedoyla, that we have a chasen. And I was thinking to try to use this as a foil for us to be able to use the parasha as well, to speak a little bit about some of the vinyana which a chasen can teach us, and we can see it in the parasha. So, before, you know, the chasen is done to the melech, and in the parasha it speaks about the mitzvah of Saim Tassim Alecha Melech. And I think that's a theme that uh, we could all relate to, and it will help us in our avoda of the month of Elo as we get closer to the Yom and the Rayim, to Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur, Abba'aleinu, L'tayva, Tavshin, Pei Gimel, the Chassin is Dem and the Melech, and we're also all supposed to recognize the king is here in the Sada. The king is in the field. The king is outside of his palace. The Melech Shebesada and we're holding, getting closer to, so therefore we're able to ask from the Rabbanishim differently than we'd ask when we'd have to go to his palace. He's here, he's waiting, he wants to give us from his oitzras, he wants to give us from his his great treasure, his, 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 his most precious things. We just have to ask him for it. So the tefillahs are very, very important. And the concept that we ourselves should recognize that we have to be more like a ben melech, we have to ourselves have to be like a king, in this week's parsha, it was mentioned that uh, we speak about the beginning, and you're supposed to have judges, you're supposed to have police force, and the famous Shalah Kaddish, which my father, all of Hashem, always used to say over, that the Bechol Sherecha is a remez to the different openings of a person's body, 
the eyes, the ears, the mouth, the different orifices, and a person has to place in those places where there's the peh and the ayin and the oizin, that a person should be careful to have a shofit and a shoter, that we have to judge ourselves and we have to have a police force. You know, in Kelim, they would have a, a minig that they would give a knas if a person would not come on time. What was the knas? The knas was they would put his name up on the board. They wouldn't put up his name. They would put in the name of the board those people that came on time. Automatically, that was like a big knas. And the big balay musr, they would give themselves knasas if they would uh, speak and betalim. And again, we have to all look for our own shoftim v'shotrim and to recognize that really it's incumbent upon us that we ourselves should be judges and we should uh, work on ourselves to t- stay away from those things which are negative behaviors. We should try to do those things which are positive behaviors. And the Pasik says, Lesate Mishpat, the person shouldn't change the judgment. The person shouldn't take Shoichad. Shoichad is bribery. And my father, all of Shom, always was fond of saying that the biggest bribery is a person's negias. Every person has his own personal uh, reasons. Either it could be the taivas, it could be the kinna, it could be the covid, or other reasons which cause a person to make a false judgment. And I saw it brought down that um, the, um, the Ben Ishchai says, uh, the Chidah says, a very nice pshat in Lesikach Shoichad. He says that the Darshe Rishumas De Darshan, that the letters which are after the words Shoichad, that means the Shin, we know the next letter is the Tav. The next letter after the Ches is the Tes. The next letter after the Dalit is the He. So the Isias which come afterwards are sate, which is teaching us a remez that after a person takes shoichad, then un- unfortunately he's over on the lava of leisate mishpat. He changes the judgment. And therefore one should be careful not to take shoichad. And he says another remez that the oisius, which come before shoichad, are the oisius of reish gimel zayin, reigez, which we can also turn it into Gezer or Gezerah from the from the root of Gezerah, and what it's teaching us that before when a person's about to take Shoichad, he, he has to recognize that he's bringing in Roigez. Hakadosh Baruch is going to have tremendous anger, and it's it's Masalif the different tzaddikim, and he brings Gezerahs. So we see that Mishpat is so important. The Mishpat for sure in the courts is important. We see a world which is devoid of Mishpat. So fickle, we don't know, you know, what type of, uh, what the judges are all about. We see a world, people in Russia, they have court cases where they, you know, just had a case in the news that they, uh, it's really the Ritzicha, the concept of the court case, the courts are really not courts. And uh, we have to recognize that we have a court system. We have to implement a court system, but most importantly, that we have to implement the court system within ourselves. We're holding, getting closer to a time of Mishpat. And what we have to do is our utmost to be a people who see things clearly. We don't take Shoichad. Because the Shoichad is the Avr Eni Chachamim. We should be Tzedek, Tzedek Tishpat. I saw it brought down. The Tzedek, tzedek Tishpat is the Pshat that not only do we have to look to judge properly and to do it righteously, but even the methods whereby you get to judgment 
you also have to be done judiciously. It has to be done with tzedek. Even the, the like, like the world says that the ends justifies the means, and we don't, we don't, we don't agree with it. The ends do not justify the mean, the means. A person has to be honest in all of his dealings. I was listening to an entire podcast uh, relating to the issue of the issue which comes up without, in the world today about certain schools and institutions that they have a handbook and they have a takanon and the issues of is a person allowed to sign those things when he knows he's not going to be able to keep those things properly. And the discussions back and forth, I'm not here to give the psak halacha, but there's no question, midvar sheker tirchak, person has to be very, very careful when he's signing something, that he has to mean it. And uh, it's a podcast on Lichtenstein's podcast on the headlines, and they had a very, very chashver rabbanim. And all I can say is that we want to understand that we have to be uh, cognizant of the fact that our our words have to be b'tzedek. In the parsha, we said that we speak about the union of the melech. And it says, Saim tasim alecha melech. You should place a melech in front of you. And there's a mitzvah of minu ha melech. And what type of melech should it be? Uh, it has to be someone that's from the Jewish people. That's the person. You're not allowed to take someone who's not from the Jewish faith and ish nachri. So I brought down that, first of all, just point out that it seems to be superfluous. Once we already say, so already we know that you have to have someone that's from the Jewish faith. Why does it say, the negative? So some, some people say that it's teaching us an extra love. But I saw the Rav Sternberg Shlita says, it's teaching us two different din. And the first din is really has to do with the concept of a melech, of appointing a king. And a king is a special union of, of a checha. But you might have thought when it comes to different other different types of sraris, other different types of appointments, like for instance, he says, when it comes to being appointed as a gabai in the shul, or being appointed as a member of parliament, or being a member of the Knesset. So then, it could be an ish nachri. Ish nachri, not necessarily a, a non-Jew, but it could be a person who doesn't act in the precepts and the concepts of the Torah, because he's not really a melech, he's not acting as a melech, it's just a new type of position of authority. So here the Torah is telling us, no, that in Judaism, we want to have that our askanim, our gabayim, those people who are involved with any types of leadership roles, that they have to be also of exemplary exemplary um, uh, fashion. I remember that when I first was married, I lived in Telstone, and there was elections for the, they had like a town council, and Rav Gifter Zetzal, when he moved, he wanted to ensure that the people in the town council should be people that should be B'nai Torah. And he asked me that I should be a person that's put up for the elections. And I was then freshly married, and I felt that my duties were in order to be a Talmud Chacham, to be able to sit and learn in the Kailo. And I told him, Gifter, who was a great Rosh Hashiva, I said, I really have to ask my Rosh Hashiva, you know, if I should be doing this. So he says, go ask your Rosh Hashiva, Reb Chaim Shmulevitz. And I was able to go to Reb Chaim, and I told Reb Chaim what Reb Gifter said, that he wants me to be elected. And Reb Chaim said, you should listen to Reb Gifter for a year, and then you'll come back to me and we'll discuss it further. And I, and I went into the um, 
the elections, and we won Rav Gifter's platform, won his people that he wanted, and I was one of those members, and I had certain responsibilities. So there we see this concept that even in the areas of leadership, if you know you're not officially a melech, but there has to be appointments of people that follow the, pre- the precepts of the Torah, and that's why it says, you're not allowed to place him. Now, everyone asked the famous Kasha that Shmuel HaNavi in the Tanakh, he berates Klai Yisrael when Klai Yisrael says, we want to have a Melech like all the Goyim. Whenever here, it seems that the Torah tells us, you're allowed to have a Melech. So why does Shmuel berate the Jewish people? So there are many, many chuvas to this question. And the answer which we gave this week and that it's similar to many, many, the Chuvas, the Klayokar also seems to be Miramas to it. But the difference is the language of Saim Tosim Alecha Melech, the concept of Sima, of placement. While in the Navi, it says over there, Nasan, it says Lashon of Nesina. What's the difference between Sima and Nesina? Nesina is, it's just a figurehead, it's just placed. We want to have a melech like all the other like all the other kings of the world, just like England has a king, just like France has a king, just like Russia has a king. We also want to have a king, but the king is just a figurehead, someone that we ourselves we can adjust the way we want it to be. But Simas melech is we actually want to have a king who's going to be on top of us. The lashon of Sima is that it's something that's muuriv within the person. We said over that in the. We say Ezra Saviseinu, and we speak about the Indian that the divrei Torah should be samta befinu. It should be placed in our in our mouths. The sima is the that it actually has an effect. When we speak about becoming a king, being a ben melech, addressing ourselves as being people that are from the from the royal from the royal stock. We have to re- recognize that it's a responsibility to put upon ourselves and into ourselves to have a simas melech. And we, you have a chasen. What's a chasen? A chasen is someone that's supposed to accept upon himself the the simas of the halachas of the Torah. I saw it brought down that the the, the Leif Simcha, who was one of the Gary Rebbes, was the son of the Imre Emes, at his chasna, his father is the kasha. The kasha was that the um, the the, the, Torah, the the Gemara says that umas ha'olam ein lehem yeshiva. The the nations of the world they don't have what's called yeshiva. They don't they don't have a sitting status. And the medrash asks on in Esther that it says by Achashverus kisheves hamelech Achashverus. Like the king Achashverus sat, so the question is: if if the Umas Island don't have a, don't have a concept of sitting, so what does it say? So the Medrash answers by Achashverus. It says Kishevis, but it doesn't say Bishevis. Kishevis means that it really wasn't a sitting. It was like sitting. It looked like it was sitting. It looked like he was a king, but really he was a puppet. Really, he really didn't have standing. Now the Imre Yemes asks. And this week's parsha, when it speaks about the son Tosim Alecha Melech, it says, kishif kishif al It says, when he will sit, kishiftai. Right? If there's a concept of yeshiva by Kla Yisrael, which we don't find by the Umazolim, it sort of said, bishiftai. Why does it say kishiftai? So the Imri Emma's answered 
and he was using this as a message for his son who was getting married. He says, a Melech Yisrael, every yeshiva that he has is a yeshiva like his first appointment as being a Melech. With the same, what's called shtoltz, with the same malchus, with the same teferis. When a king becomes a king, becomes coronated as a king. So even later on in life, wherever he was sitting, it was always kishevas kishiftai. It's as if he had sat for the first time. And this is the same message for a chassan. I want to give this bracha for our chassan and for all chassanim and for all of us, chassan daimelamelech, that the chassan should always be like the day of his of his appointment of being a king. We know that... Uh, the day that a chassan becomes a, that a king becomes a king, it says he has mechilas avaynas. All of his avaynas are removed from him because his, his appointment comes along. He recognizes that he has a different status, so automatically he accepts upon himself to be to be on a higher level. And the the concept is, he says, Yerushalmi says. So when the king becomes a king, he's a matter, he, automatically he has a tyra, and all of his averas are, are removed from him. That's why it says, Vahoya, Vahoya is the pshat, it's always going to be. It will be, just like when you became the king the first time, that's where you remain the king for the rest of your life. The king and the queen, they represent the concept of Malchus, and the Malchus Yisrael, it's the pshat, that we always have to have that status of a melech. There's a special halacha brought down in the Torah by a king, and this week's parsha says that he, when he goes out to battle, he always has he has two sefer Torah. One sefer Torah is a sefer Torah that he leaves in the palace, and one sefer Torah he writes two sefer Torah. One he takes with him into battle, and one he leaves at home. And I always say over what I heard. By my friend Rabbi Rappaport and other Misfarim that bring it down, that uh, it, it says, let's read the Pasik. Mishnah means he has two Sefer He has to read it all the days of his life. So the Pshat is like this We know that one is placed in his treasure store and one he goes out to battle. This is really a message for us in life. In life, we have battles, and the battles are that uh, we have to go out into the world, and we go out into the world, we deal with society, and then automatically all kinds of issues come up. You know, do I have a smartphone? Do I not have a smartphone? Do I, uh, you know, uh, what happens when, it, can I take a loan from the bank? Can I get interest, ribbons, all kinds of shyness? And if a person doesn't have das Torah, doesn't have a safer Torah with him, that he carries with him, then things become very, very difficult. A Jewish person is like a melech. He takes the Sefer Torah out with him at the battle. But after a while, every person has to go back to his home, to his palace, to the base Genozov, and to take out that pristine Sefer Torah. The Sefer Torah that he originally wrote, which was the Sefer Torah of his life. And he always has to measure, is the Sefer Torah that I'm using in battle, in the world, is that similar to the same Sefer Torah as I have in my house? which is the pristine level of what the Torah is all about. These are the two Sifri Torahs, and this is really a message for all of us, 
as we enter into the month of Elul, that we recognize that um, that we we all have responsibilities, and now we're trying to return ourselves back to the matzav of Malchus. We don't want to take shoychat. We don't want to be for those people that are, have negias. We want to be people that we're going to judge things favorably the way they're supposed to be done. In this week's parish, we have another pasuk, Gavaldika pasuk, Tamim Tia Im Hashem A person should go with the Rabban Islam, with the Indian of Tamimus, and we discussed this in previous years, that a person shouldn't look for the Asidus. A person should just accept what the Rabban Islam what the Rabban Islam tells him. Uh, what the Rabban Islam does for him, but I did so, brought down that uh, that the Chafetz Chaim says a Gavaldika insight. He says that Rashi tells us Asidus. We just have to look at, look at the Rebbeinu and say everything the Rebbeinu does is for my good, because everything is, I'm with Hashem Elokecha. You know we have all kinds of different cases. I was speaking to someone yesterday about uh, about um, uh, different illnesses that people go through. We have to recognize Hakadosh Baruch is the one that's ruling the world. We can't know what's really going to be in the future. But on the other hand, that's Tafka Im Hashem the Chafetz Chaim says. But when it comes to working in the world, to working with the lovens in the world, it says Yaakovin, even though he was in Ishtam, but with Lavan, he was Noyig Bishakmus Vizbaninus. With Lavan, he acted like Lavan. Why? Because with people, you have to recognize that people are not always Tamimus. So it doesn't mean that a person should be a Tamim all the time. They say of a famous Maisa that the Panovich Rav, when he was building his yeshiva in Ashdod, so uh, he was preparing and he had plans in order for him to be able to build the yeshiva. And he had to raise money. So he left his son, Rabbi Avram Kahneman, and he told his son, listen, you have to go to the mayor and you have to get all of the papers to make sure we have everything ready. And when I come back, Mitzvah Shem, and the, the Panamish sometimes would go for half a year to America to raise money. When he came back, he went to his son, and his son knew what happened with the plans. So the son said, listen, I went to the mayor's office, and every single time he pushed me off, he pushed me off, I couldn't get anything done. So the Panovich went to the mayor's office, and within 20 minutes he had everything done. So the Panovich, so the mayor asked the Panovich, he says, I don't understand. You know, your son was here, he's coming here for half a year, back and forth, back and forth, and nothing was ever done. And you, <coughs> you came, and all of a sudden everything's done. Boom, 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 boom. What's the difference? So the Panovich Rav said, there's a very, it's a vast difference between us two. My son is the son of a Rosh Hashiva. So he's living in the base Medrash all day. He's living in the cloister holes of the base Medrash. So he thinks that this is the way the world is. The world is pristine. Everything is the way it's supposed to be. He says, I'm the son of a Seicher. The Panovich Rav's father was a big Seicher. He was a big business, he was a businessman. He says, I know what the world is all about. I know how to deal with people like you. That's what he told the mayor. So Rabbi said, we see that we have different chizukim uh, from this week's parsha. We have the Indian of, on one hand, to maintain the Torah in its malchustic form, to be b'nei malachim. That's what this month of Elul is really all about. And we have to be tamim tiyam Hashem alakecha. On the other hand, when we go out into the world, we have to recognize there's a world out there and how we deal with the world. The Torah gives us the, the precepts and the concepts. We take the sacred Torah with us and we and we're able to become the people that we're supposed to be the Bene Malachim.
I said over a miser, which I'm going to end off the the shmuz with, and I'm going to try to say it as quickly as possible. I said it over in the shmuz yesterday to the boys in yeshiva. Here in our building, a year ago, we lost a wonderful, wonderful 19-year-old boy by the name of Yoni and um, Ashburn. Yoni Ashburn, Zichronu Levracha, passed away at a young age of 19 years old, and he has a wonderful family. And this, uh, the, the, the 12-month period just finished, and um, he was Nifter on Rosh Hashanah, Tavshin paid base. First, Rosh Hashanah, Nifter the second day of Rosh Hashanah, and his Levaya was on some Gedalia. I'm quickly saying over the story that um, he had a tremendous relationship with another member in the building, another person who also passed away, our neighbor, Mr. Joe Werfel, Joe or Yosef Werfel. Now, Joe was a, a person that uh, was in the attack, the terrorist attack took place here in Harnov, and was he was saved a whole story about his bravery, how he threw a table against the terrorists, and we finally was able to escape. And I remember that morning very, very vivid, vividly, and his wife crying, and my wife crying, and we're all out there. And this was an event which is literally seared into our into our minds until today. At the Levaya from Joe, Yoni was very, very attached to Joe. He was a good friend that used to, he just had that type of, there was some sort of relationship. And he told his father, that he wants to go to the Levaya, and Joe was buried in Harazason. And eventually, without, I'm making the story very, very short, he ended up going to Harazason for the first time with his father, and he was there at the burial. Now, some years later, when Yoni got sick a year ago, and he had uh, complications for both corona and from an illness, a cancer that he had from the time that he was younger, and eventually his life was taken, so then I was called by Rabbi Heshi Grossman on Matzei Rosh Hashanah because he's friendly with the family. It seems there was a problem. Where is he going to be buried? We want to get protection. Eventually, it ended up that he was going to be buried also in Harazesim. And his father had gone with him to Harazesim. He didn't know where the, the Levi was actually was going to be. It end, end, ended up that the two tzaddikim of our building uh, Yoni Ashbourne and Joe Werfel, they're buried literally right next to each other. It was And I think this is a message, tremendous message for all of us. As we sit here, the first week of Elul, and we're getting close to the end of the year, we have to remember that the Rebbeinu is the one that fears the Velt. The Rebbeinu is the one that we turn to, the Melech and the Sada, and we try to act as best as we can to raise our levels up to become, again, B'nai Malachim, to take that Sefer Torah that we always hide inside the Geniza and measure it with the Sefer Torah that we're using in the world. And we go with Tamimus when it comes to our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We don't go with Tamimus when it comes to how we deal with the people in the world. We recognize we also have to live in this world as well. But the two Sefer Torahs have to coincide. And if we'll do this, and we'll play Shoftim V'Shoytrim, B'chol Sharecha, we won't take Shoichat, but we will be the people that the Rebbe Hashem wants us to be. It will be Hashem that this Ella will be Taka Anila Daidi Daidi Li. Wishing everyone a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, 
could be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.